Hey, holy people. I am your host, Maya Ariel Gaston, and this is the Thoughts and Testimonies podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you a little slice of my life and the ways in which I discern how to live as the light in what could seem like a really, really dark world. Now, I am far from perfect, but I do try my best to press forward towards perfection. And these short stories, I pray you find ways that you can be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then maybe take that up with God. Hey, holy people. We are back with another powerful testimony today. Last week, you heard me speak with Grandma Sue about how prayer changes things. I hope you found yourself speaking life over your situations and becoming that holy person with Proverbs, healing, breakthrough, and deliverance all overflowing from your mouth. One of the Proverbs in the Bible says that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. And we as a people already know we love to talk. So what fruit are you eating? What fruit have you been giving to people in your life? Has it been the fruit of life or the fruit of death? But honey, let me settle down because y'all gonna make me start preaching again up in here. But as you can tell, last week's episode was just too good. So I needed to double back around And I felt like the spirit was encouraging me to push further and further, deeper and deeper into what prayer looks like for his people. Last week, we established that prayer is a form of communication. But I feel like there are so many misconceptions about communicating with God and hearing from God. So what better way to dive deeper into how God communicates with us than contemplating this subject with the person I talk with the most? And honey, my auntie is my ride or die. Did you hear me? I know y'all heard the episode with my mom in February, but God loved me so much. He sent me a second mom. And that is my auntie, okay? If you have ever called me and I don't answer right away, I either thought that you were spam, that I was working hard at work, or I was just in a good conversation with this one right here. By day, she talks money, 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 money and healthcare finance. She is the mother to two children. And I'm going to put an asterisk near that because we already established she also is my mama. Um, and she has been married to my uncle Ellis for 22 years. My auntie is the most hilarious, God-fearing, talented woman that I have met. And she has counseled me through some of the most what-in-the-world moments in my life. I know her as Auntie. Y'all know her as Angie Jones. Auntie, welcome to the podcast. I am so honored to share this space with you. I am so honored to be here. Yes. (laughs) We're going to dive right in. Okay, so last week with Grandma Sue, I talked about how prayer changes things. You know, that's her her slogan, her model, honey. She say that all the time. Um, But I do feel like it's important for us to take a step back and talk about just what is prayer, right? So, Auntie, what is your definition of prayer? I feel like prayer is just calling on the Lord, like, Lord, it's me. Just telling him your deepest thoughts, your wants, desires. It's just calling up your bestie. But mm-hmm. you know, your bestie's not going to say, hold on for a minute. I got to do this or hold on for a minute. Let me call you back. You know, he's always there and you can just just talk to him and just give him your most fears, your wants, desires. So prayer to me is just a 
intimate conversation with our God. Period. With our father, with our best friend. I mm-hmm. think. Um, so reflecting on your earlier stages in Christianity, uh, has this always been the case? Like, what did you first think prayer looked like? And how has that evolved to your definition of prayer that you just gave us? <clears throat> well, I think in the beginning, it was reciting those prayers that we have learned and was taught. Lord, mm-hmm. lay me down to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, God is good. God is great. God is great. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you for our food. So I feel like in the younger days, if we said that prayer, you know, we was okay to go to sleep that night. We were going to wake up. We was going to be okay. We was going to eat and not get choked. <laughs> but okay. as I grew um, and matured more into the Christianity walk, it's more of praying for something that you want and not just like, Lord, give me a big house, you know, just Mm -hmm. give me shelter, give me food to eat. So, and it's not those just reciting the same prayer over and over again. I feel like when you pray, you pray, you give it to God and move on, you know, Mm -hmm. and and he'll handle it because he knows how it's going to start. He knows how it's going to end. So in the beginning, just reciting those prayers that we learned as little kids. And as I got older, I realized, you know, digging deeper, you know, talking to him, telling him what you want and just giving it to him. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we were younger, um, mom and dad, like placed emphasis on us, like getting down on your hands and knees and reciting those prayers. And so it looked a little bit more formal to me. And now I, there are some situations that I feel like require a good get on your hands and knees and pray this thing out. But for the most part, I don't think that's the position that I have any day. Because like you said, it's like talking to your best friend. So sometimes my prayer looks like me in the car on, you know, headed to work and me just whispering something. Or sometimes my prayer is just one word and I just call in the name of Jesus. Um, But I often think about Grandma Sue. (laughs) And I think Grandma Sue informed a lot of how I pray. Because I don't know if she was like sleeping you know, pretend to be asleep or whatever. But Grandma Sue will always, like, it could be a whole lot of chaos going on in the living room. And something happened. And all of a sudden, you see Grandma Sue with her hands over her mouth. And she just whispering, you know. And like, Grandma Sue, what you doing? I'm just praying, just talking to the Lord. And I feel like watching Grandma Sue do these quick prayers or these just quick call on him moments kind of informs, like, I think the basis of just your posture when you pray, right? Like it doesn't, when we pray those simple prayers, we pray every single day. At some point, it's just, you're just reciting what you memorize, but you're not really like feeling it. You're not speaking from your heart, you know? And so um, there's some situations where I need to call on him right now in this moment. So I do those, you know, quick, okay, Lord, help me out with this. Well, this is a tough assignment, Lord. Um, and then, you know, try, I try to be more intentional in the mornings and the evenings um, with some of my longer list of things. And I think another point of prayer and communicating is that it's just not always asking, you know, for something. I'm not going to God with my shopping list or my Christmas list saying, Lord, I want this X, Y, Z and give him 10 things. But I think what I have learned to know about prayer is that truly if 
like if you getting on the, on the phone with your best friend and all you doing is talking and you ain't made space for the other person to talk or even affirm them in who they are, then that's just a communication where you just full of yourself, you know? So I tried to be more intentional with before I even ask God for something, I, you know, praise him and thank him for, for who he is, you know? Um, so auntie, do you, when do you pray? Well, every morning when I wake up, I may just be laying down and I open my eyes and I say, thank you, Lord, for letting me rise this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my first little simple prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Because as we know, this is a gift. Everybody didn't wake up this morning. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, at mealtimes, and sometimes it's during the day, before I go to a meeting at work, I may just pray that, you know, everybody receive what I'm about to tell them, um, that I, I'm always a light in the, in the way that he wants me to be shining in front of people. Just a little prayer like that before I go into meetings or have conference calls with anyone. So... When it says pray without ceasing, you know, throughout the day, I'm, I'm praying about something. So mm-hmm. I, I would say I, I pray all the time. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> In this world, okay? Yes. Um, I know this wasn't one of the questions I sent you, so please don't kill me. <laughs> but uh, I had recently recorded a conversation where I was talking about being a Proverbs 31 wife. And one of the things in Proverbs, it says that, you know, the woman arises while it's still dark to make her quest, you know, known before the Lord. And when you said that you, you know, wake up early to pray, um, has that, do you feel like that's something that you've come to do out of practice? Or do you feel like that's something that when you became a wife or when you, you know, walked into your marriage that you were more intentional with, let me wake up before while my household is still sleeping and go talk to the Lord. I think as I got older, um, when you marry, have children, the house is always in the chaos. So if somebody's coming in and out the door, wanting something to eat or wanting something. So you have to get up early before everyone else. Get in your quiet space, you know, have your prayer, your devotion, or just your quiet time, drinking some coffee or tea, just sitting there thinking. You know, because when you uh, have a house full of people, it just get chaotic and you can't really focus on even a devotion or prayer or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think as I got older, um, with more responsibilities, that's when I started like trying to get up earlier to have that. If it's only 15 minutes, that 15 minutes of quiet time. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel like I am becoming that person whether i realize it or not now we don't got a house full of kids running around here okay (laughs) we don't got that but me and Jalen is enough trying to get ready in the morning for work um but even in just like corporate prayer time like at the church you know i told you we're doing the 40 days of prayer with our our church right now and they having us wake up at 6 30 in the morning to talk to the lord tuesday through saturday and um because I go to work early, like, it was just something like, oh, okay, before I get my day started, here we go. But, honey, today, on this here Saturday, me, when my alarm clock went off at 625 to get me up, I had a straight attitude because I was like, I am tired. Like, I just want to lay here, you know, and I had to fix my posture to realize, you know, um, that I do need to pray. Like, the fact that I even woke up this morning, you know, is is all reason to just 
thank God in prayer. Um, but I'm also grateful for these 40 days because a lot of times I feel like my prayers are inconsistent. Like some days, some weeks, some months, I'm really good of waking, you know, first thing when I get up waking, you know, or praying. Um, but then when I get busy, my prayer life diminishes. That's like the first thing that goes, you know? Um, so what is your advice in like, just keeping up with your, your practice and your prayer life? It's just a routine. Like when you get up every morning to go to work, when you get up, you got certain things you do. And it, it doesn't have to be the first thing in the morning. Um, it may be at lunchtime for your, your break, whether you have 30 minutes or an hour. Um, that's your time. So you may you can go to your car or go to a break room where it's quiet or another room um, in your office. Or it could be when you get home. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to pick that time that works best for you. And if you can get up every day and go to work, God bless you to do that. You can find a few minutes for him to do a devotion or prayer or something. It's just that you have to make a habit of it and want to do it. Mm-hmm. Period. So one of the things that we have joked about, I would say, it has been a running joke for us, even though we just being fun, you know, is, honey, you and Journey, y'all out here haterating on my prayer book. But every time y'all wanted something, you done told me make sure I put it in my prayer book because you saw that my prayer book got that anointing, honey, got that power on it. (laughs) So what is the importance, do you feel like, of recording our prayers down? Oh, and I guess my first question, do you, like, do you write your prayers down somewhere? I do sometimes, mostly when I'm just doing my devotions, I may just write something down. It's not daily or anything, but usually if I do my devotion, I may write something down like, Lord, such and such or whatever. But um, I do write them down, probably not as much as you do, but um, (laughs) I do write them down sometimes. So what do you think of me and my, my, my powerful prayer book? everybody has to have a reason or purpose for doing something and that if that was keep you motivated and close to the lord um i feel that's good for you um i feel like it's important to do that because as humans i think we take everything for granted um when you write prayers down let's say lord please bless me and my husband with a house you know it may not happen that day. It may not happen that year. But when it do happen, you know, you're like, I know I asked for this. When did I ask? It might be a mm-hmm. year. Um, but that happened. Um, I know every time I do my devotion, if I write something down, I say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Because he didn't have to give this day to me. So I think we just need to see how good the Lord is to us. You know, we take for granted waking up in the morning. We take for granted that, oh, I got a good job and we got food in the refrigerator. Everybody ain't got that. Mm -hmm. So um, I just think it's just a reminder of how good he is to us. Yeah. And I didn't always write down my prayers. Um, I mean, they were, my prayers, I will admit, were very inconsistent. (laughs) And most of the time when I prayed, it's because I needed something. Lord, help me out this situation. Lord, give me this. Um, but during the pandemic, when I started, um, having those consistent Bible study groups with, you know, the 
the girls that I went to college and stuff with, um, Savannah's mom was on there. And I remember her saying, like, we were just in this season, like, just at the end, you know, we would always give our prayer requests, but she would always like find themes in what we were praying for. And she was like, hold on, like all of y'all asking generally for the same thing, you know? So she had a moment one day and I could vividly remember sitting in that um, living room that we had. And she told us to, to take our piece of paper and write down a list of all of the things we want God to do in our lives. Um, I think partially, right? Because when you just say, oh, Lord, help me with this, like, you don't really understand what you're asking for. And so she was like, you need to write this down. And she told us to be very specific because <laughs> she very specific. So I was praying very fervently during that time. I want to be married and I want a house. And she was like, do you want any type of house? Like if God puts put roof over your head, you know, he answered your prayer. So write it down specifically. Um, and during that time, we were house hunting. So I knew that what I put in on this piece of paper, I shouldn't lower my expectations while we were house hunting. So if this place didn't have the two-car garage and we asked for a two-car garage, like, why am I getting all lovey-dovey over it? That's not what I asked God for, right? So that's when I first started writing down my prayers. And I wrote, they was making fun of me, okay? I understood the assignment. I had a two-page list front and back, honey, okay? The whole first page was what I wanted our household to look like. I put it on our fridge. And yeah, it did not come true that day. It did not come true that year or the next year after that. But it was such a rewarding thing when we moved into this house. And I told Jalen, I said, hold on, let me take out this. Let me find this piece of paper. I wrote all this stuff on. And just as we were going through the list together and saying, yeah, we got a two car garage. Yeah, we got a two bedroom. Yes, we have stairs. Like seeing all the things that we checked off and thinking about like the times that almost our impatience, you know, would have prevented us from from receiving this blessing. It was very fulfilling. Um, so I think I partially write down stuff because it's a reminder for me to be specific. Because when I speak stuff, just going to work, I just be speaking it, you know, half the time. I don't really understand what I'm asking for or remember what I'm asking for. Because sometimes you might get a blessing or, or walk into a situation. And you don't realize that God gave you what you asked for. And now you got an ungrateful spirit and an ungrateful heart because you're like lord i ain't asked for this i ain't asked for this chaos but you asked him to to you know increase peace and, and calmness and you're like well how do you think he gonna do that if he don't take you to a storm right so stuff like that that i try to write down um mm-hmm. but i also i mean i forget i have i do i do not remember well at all and so it is a very fulfilling thing for me to look back on my prayer book um, of just all the things I did ask for and remind myself, right? But I also think that having the prayer book allows me to pray for other people or to see that I'm, you know, praying for other people because I'm not in other people's lives as much as I'm in my life, right? I might not have have an update on a situation, but I know that I prayed for this person. And next time I, I talk to them, you know, I can look back and say, wait, how was your aunt that you told me, you know, was in the hospital or, or whatever the situation is? And so even when I don't feel like God's moving in my life, I could see that he's moving to other people's life when I might, it might be hard for me to focus, you know, on what he's doing for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, what I've been trying to do is if I write something in my prayer book, 
that I go back that week and revisit it and try to find scripture to speak in that prayer over what I put down. And that has been quite challenging. I'm not going to lie because I ain't write the whole Bible yet. So I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a cute little five second assignment. Um, and that, but even in that, that has become like a prayer time, a devotion time for me to really dive deeper into God's promises that he's had over my life and get more specific and fervent, you know, with my prayers. Um, but all right, auntie. Um, so we established, right. The prayer is a form of communication. Um, and I think that's something that we struggle with because like I mentioned, a lot of times we asking something for God, we're not, you know, magnifying him and we're not even giving him a chance to speak back to us. Um, so, but I also feel like God speaks when we pray, right? We're opening up the communication channels of heaven. So how do you hear God's voice? How do you know when he's speaking to you? Well, most of the time, like when I say I do on a devotion, I'm usually just reading the Bible, taking a scripture and just deep diving into that. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just go, I'll, I've prayed for something um, and I'll just go get up that morning and I'll just open up the Bible and whatever scripture leads it to. And it's, it's always something to do with that situation. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. It be reading you, honey, yeah. You want me to do that? Let me get another scripture. And how about <laughs> the same thing? I'm like, uh-uh. no, I won't do that. But, you know, <laughs> I guess when I open up and I, and I read the scriptures, it just, it always is connecting. It's connecting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. go to the Bible, he'll talk to you. Yeah. Um, I used to think and when people say God talks to me or I heard God's voice, that it was like this audible thing, uh-huh. you know? So for the longest time, I was like, I ain't doing something right because he ain't pick up the phone and calling me, you know? He ain't telling me that clearly. Um, but more recently, I feel like it's kind of the same. Like, one, I, I know that God hears me or he's talking to me because I feel his presence. And it's hard to explain, but like, when you're going through a rough situation and you pray and immediately after I've prayed, I feel peace. I feel calm. Like I know that's God. Right. Um, but also I feel like it just has to do with a discernment. Like a lot of times people are like, Oh, I have this gut feeling. And now I know it's not this gut feeling no more. It's, this is God telling me this, is the Holy spirit telling me this is not a situation you want to walk into where this is where you need to go. Right. Like leading me in my decisions. Um, but I think the number one reason that I've struggled for so long to hear God's voice in the way that I thought I was going to hear his voice is I wasn't looking for it. (laughs) Like, I just wasn't seeking it out. Like, a lot of times I was praying, 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 close my prayer, going on to the next situation. Like, so you got to sit in silence sometime to hear his still voice. And there are examples in the Bible, yeah, of God calling down fire and God speaking in this mighty voice and his voice, you know, just is being very powerful and all that stuff. Um, But in all of the examples that we saw, those people were in deep relationship and communication and intimacy with God. Like, I know that if I had my eyes closed and I heard your voice somewhere in the room, I knew it was you because I know you because I've gotten to know you and I know what your your voice sounds like and I know what it feels like. Um, So I feel like 
that's <laughs> that's why it took me so long. Sometimes yeah. you have to take the time out, like, you know, that your will be done. And sometimes that's mm-hmm. what we struggle with. You know, mm-hmm. God's will and our will is probably going to be two different things. But we're, we just have to be open and like, Lord, I know you want me to do this. And I'm going to try my best to do it the way you have me to do it. But ooh. something else that or another way that I've experienced God or heard his voice is by taking appreciation of this world and of his creation. Um, there is a scripture and one of the preachers at Southside have preached about God's glory written in the cosmos of like, when we look up at the sky, so many times we just, you know, walk past it like it's nothing. But when I know I I need to hear God's voice, like I just start looking out (laughs) and I start thinking about the clouds. I start thinking about everything. I'm just like, okay, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. God, your creation is beautiful. And then I start to get into this rhythm of praise and worship just simply by who God is. And I feel like when I do that, when my heart is open, I'm, you know, posturing myself to invite him into my space, to invite him into my room. Now I'm emptying out my vessel of all the things that I have and I'm making room for what he has to say to fill my spirit. Right. Um, Cause when you really think about how this world, this world is like, we really just floating in this, in the sky. <laughs> like literally like i'm into science but this is heavy stuff like you got all these cars all these houses like this is heavy and we're just floating in the sky we're floating in the sky that's among other galaxies that god still is still control like it just blows my mind every time i think about it you know the sun has not fallen out of the sky like how listen Sorry, tell me God ain't real. I said, look up at the sky. <laughs> look up at the sky. <laughs> you ride on the airplane all the time and you don't fall down. Make it make sense to me. <laughs> anyway. Here we are, honey. Okay. So, Auntie, for somebody who's listening to, to us and they're like, that's cute. You know, y'all got y'all prayer life figured out. Y'all can hear God. Y'all know how he talks to you. But that's not my situation. So for somebody who feels like God is silent um, in their lives, what's your advice for them to be able to start hearing God again? Well, it's, like I say, it's different for um, everyone. First of all, they got to want to hear God. Um, and you just have to find that peace. And like I said before, just get in a quiet space. You know, you can't just hear him and just doing whatever you want to do. You got to mm-hmm. be in that moment. So, you know, I say start to start you a prayer life first. You have to get pray to him. Let him know that, you know, you want to hear him. You believe in him. Um, talk to him, you know, and he will, you will hear him. Once you get quiet, get your prayer life straight, you will hear him. And it's different for mm-hmm. everyone. It might, it might be in a song. You know, it might be in the scripture or it, it might be at the clerk at the grocery store. I mean, it's different for everyone, you know, in all the different situations. So you, they, that person would have to find it. But I would just say, get, start praying, talk to them and um, you'll hear them. Mm-hmm. I think that's big, Auntie, because 
I don't think God would use something that's unfamiliar to you because then that probably just like heightens your, your, um, disbelief in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you are a really big musing person, then it's likely God probably going to talk to you through a song. You know, if you are a person who's in the car commuting all the time, honey, don't be surprised if a billboard or a license plate all of a sudden start connecting to what you got going on. Like, exactly. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, everything in this world god controls he has power over so he could literally use anything to speak through you and once you're in the habit with him and you're connected with him he gonna start telling you to do stuff that don't make sense in your life but maybe you then become that vessel to deliver a message to somebody else right or or a sermon that you heard on sunday that you was upset you sat through because it didn't apply to your life but then you realize when you go to the grocery store right (laughs) then all of a sudden that same message was for somebody else um i think god definitely uses what's familiar to us for his glory because everything is going to work for his glory but one of the the first scriptures during that time that very first time he woke me up at 333 there was um a psalm that he pointed me to that said um I wait quietly before the Lord because I hope in him and I feel like that relates to what you were saying auntie like first you got to be in a quiet space like you can't complain that you can't hear God but but you got all this chaos going on or you got the music turned up all this loud like you gotta tune all that stuff out and listen to him right um But then there's also faith in that. Like, if you come in praying, thinking God's not going to answer you or he not going to be there, then you don't have hope in him. So why would he show up in that space if he's not invited? God is a gentleman. Do you hear me? A gentleman. He wants to know that you want him to be there, okay? He need consent before he enters the room. Um, And I think that's important. But one of the biggest revelations for me in my prayer life was waiting with expectancy you're not gonna get everything right away in the snap of a finger but when you pray you need to pray with the confidence and the boldness that it's gonna come to pass you need to expect that it's gonna happen you should have this urgency and this confidence backing it up like lord well because your word says this and I know that you are not a God that you shall lie, then I know this is going to come to pass. So I'm I'm speaking this over my life. I'm asking for this in my life. Um, and so that would be the only thing I would add on to that is that if, he's, if you feel like he's silent, you need to wait with expectancy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's probably because he done told you to do something and he not going to give you a new word until you carry out what he already told you to do in the first place. Like why you want more instruct- instructions and you ain't did what I asked you to do initially. Right. And like you said, most people go to a job interview with more confidence. Like, I know I got this job. They dress Mm -hmm. up and they don't rehearse everything. And like, I know Mm -hmm. I got this job. But when they pray to the Lord, they be like, well, I prayed. I don't know if anything going to happen. Have have confidence. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the Lord. Mm -hmm. He he, he has the power for everything. But they'll go to a job interview, honey, with more confidence and praying to the Lord. Listen. That a shame. Mm. Oh. Like, do you know who God is? Damn and maybe that's another word of advice of like, if you feel like you're not hearing him, get to know who he is. Because it, when you get to know the character of God, 
You know that he's not a liar. You know that he's faithful. You know he's dependable. You know that every promise he's made in the Bible has come to pass and that it's still going to come to pass. So when you see that about God and you apply that to your situation, like how dare you think the man that created all of this, you ask for something he could literally like not even think twice about because your your prayer is such a small task when you think about everything that he has done. Like he divided the whole Red Sea. And you don't think that he going to give you a job to apply for? Or you don't think he can rain down, you know, and put food on your table? He fed thousands of people with what, two fish, five loaves? And you don't think, and you don't think, you don't think that he can provide a $50 bill payment this month? Like, we're not asking outrageous things, but when you, you need to come correct. Like, study your word to know who the God is that you are serving and you will walk in confidence. You you like that's just naturally gonna come because you know who you're talking to. Right. Yeah, you better let them know, honey. Mm. Honey, finna have me up here preach. I, better, honey. Honey, I, I feel a Eddie Sue, a granny oh. spirit about this right here. Let me settle down. <laughs> who you think you talking to? You better come correct when you talk to my father in heaven, honey. <laughs> uh, with that being said, though. That's another thing because yes, get to know God. That's that's an important thing. Get to know the character of God. But also like don't try to play small when you approach God. Like he created you in all of your being. Earlier on in my prayer life, I would think about or try to emulate what other people were doing in their prayer lives. I would hear these big magnificent words i would hear people quoting these scriptures i'm like how in the world are they getting this right and so i wasn't even coming to him authentically like i wasn't even talking to him like how i would talk to my best friend i was coming to him dear heavenly father lord we praise your name on high i come to you asking you like that's he gonna be like this that's not my daughter that's not who i created her to be huh and so I would say that too. Like, just like how you hear me talking to my auntie, that's, I use the same tone, the same humor, everything. When I talk to God, honey, I I come boldly to his throne sometimes be like, God, I know this ain't what you finna bring to me. Like, (laughs) this is not what I ask you for, right? (laughs) Like, I talk to him like he is my best friend. And he wants, when you're frustrated, pray. Like, you don't have to come with everything together. Job, honey, Job's whole life was turned around. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is really moving me because I don't have these much biblical references in my head. <laughs> but like, I am. I know the Bible, but I can't recall it. But listen, this is this is nothing but the spirit, honey. Job had all this stuff happen in his life. His own wife turned against him, and he would still like even his friends, his friends like, you're crazy. Like you see what God is doing for you, all this stuff. He still prayed in the midst of all of this stuff. Our several David and Psalms, when you read all of the Psalms, David didn't come to him all the time saying, Lord, you are great. They was like, Lord, how long are you going to make me suffer? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you should feel the same confidence to be able to come to God with that. Just like how you going to talk to your friend, you know? Talk to him like that. At some point, sometimes, honey, I really came up, hey, yo, God, what's up, homie? <laughs> Very informal. Very informal. But, hey, let me settle down before. 
you have to be you and like no one else like a lot of times when you some people pray they get up there and pray it's it's 30 minutes in it's like we need quality not quantity i mean period auntie say that just tell the lord what you need what you want i mean and sometimes i think it's just unwarranted it's just but some people need to pray that long if they're going through something. But mm-hmm. just to, you know, you just mm-hmm. gotta it Sometimes, out. yeah, sometimes I've had moments where it's been a very long prayer because I knew I need to keep praying until I feel a change in my spirit. Because if I leave this before I felt this change, I'm finna come out of character up in here and say something that I'm finna regret. I'm finna move on a situation that could change my entire life. So sometimes, yes, that's warranted. But again, a lot of the times when I look back on my very long prayers, most of it, I'm sitting in silence. Most of it, I'm crying to the Lord. Most of it, I'm waiting to hear him because I'm stuck. You know, and some of my shortest prayers have just been me saying Jesus. And then I'm, and then I'm teary eyed. (laughs) Like, it don't have to be all this fluff that you see. It is not. You are doing this for you and God talking to him. That's it. Exactly. And sometimes, like you said, you don't have to say anything. No. At all. We had this preacher to come and he said, sometimes you don't have to say anything. You can say A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> you can just go through the alphabet. You know, okay. the Lord knows what you need and want. <laughs> literally he knows what's on your heart and to that point if you're if you are praying something and you're not authentic you don't think he don't know that you don't think he not looking at you and be like did she just have the audacity to come to my throne ask me to deliver five six blessings and she couldn't even be real with me Uh like she out here being fake she out here you know, trying to be like some type of influencer she saw with this big vocabulary and all these words and all these biblical references. Yeah, we don't, oh. we don't like fake friends in the real world. Jesus don't like them in heaven either. Oh, just be you, be you, be you, <laughs> be you, Sean Bryce, a holy period. <laughs> yeah. All right, holy people, you heard that. You best go on and get yourself a new prayer book because I know you are already ready for battle. That you are about to fill these pages up with fervent prayers. And remember to wait expectantly for what God is going to whisper to you. Because there is nothing like living out an answered prayer and realizing that God heard you. That he still hears you and that he talks with you. When you come to realize that, you got this. You can be you, shine bright. And stay holy energy that can't nobody touch, honey. And if they try to stop that shine or silence your conversations with God, then baby, you better take that up with God. You better let them know. You better let them. <laughs>